Welcome to the Teen Life Podcast, where we research teen culture so you can focus on connection. I'm Carly Duke, and I am here with my co-host Tobin Hodges and Kayla Patchett. And we have another exciting holiday-ish episode, but we're also going to bring some social media updates. So there's a new app called Laps that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Meta lawsuit. Um, Tobin is going to hit on teacher burnout at this time of year, especially as we're going into the holiday break. And then at the end, we're going to hit on just briefly a couple of other winter holidays that you might not celebrate or know much about, but could maybe learn. But let's get into laps. So I think I had y'all heard about this before I brought it no. up. Uh, you had texted me last night about it and I hadn't heard about it, but I've received like five texts from students in my youth ministry about, hey, join this. And you ignore come, them. yeah, I was like, what is this? <laughs> I thought they, I was like, this is a, I'm going to get hacked if I click this link. <laughs> so I never, fair. never responded. I, signed up for the app or tried to this morning as I was reading about yours like because I got a text from you about it and then I was and so I was like I may probably should get into this and I immediately feel like I'm lost and don't belong so yeah I have I haven't gotten past the sign up part because it said start inviting your friends I was like I don't know what old people that I know what I can respect send this to without feeling really embarrassed so (laughs) (laughs) that is hilarious yeah so it is a UK based app a couple weeks ago, it was third in the App Store. Who knows where it is now? But it outpaced TikTok and Google at that point. I will say now, by the time this releases, this might not be the case anymore. But at this point, they're almost doing a soft launch, it seems like. So to get into the app, you have to invite five people. Hmm. So you can't just sign up. It like makes you send five texts is why I've been friends. getting so many texts. Yes, but that's <laughs> also the reason it has so many downloads and it is mm. growing so fast. It's honestly a m- genius marketing ploy. But so if you've seen anything about it, that might be why, because you have to send text. But basically, it's the opposite of Instagram. So it's all about capturing memories instead of gaining followers. It turns your phone. It really is kind of cool. It turns your phone into a disposable camera. So you take the picture. There are no filters. There are no, I mean, you can take other pictures, but there are no retakes. You can't even see the picture for an hour or two because it like goes into a dark room and then you come back later to see it developed. Can you see is, it when you're taking the picture? Like, is it, yes. is it like a normal? Okay. So it's not like a just pressing the shutter button and, and praying no. you get a good picture, like an actual disposable camera, because that would be awesome. Yeah, would that would that. be awesome. That but no, hilarious. you can actually see it, but you can't like then see the result and retake it right then. Like you have to wait a couple hours to see how that photo turned out. Cool. Um, which it is kind of cool, but like you can't edit it in the back end. Like I said, there's no filters. So it very much is like kind of getting back to the beginnings of social media where it's all about like being in the moment and doing it. After you take it and it's developed, like I did it last night, took about an hour for my photo to develop. Then you can click on it and look at it. And then after that, you can either choose to share it with your friends or archive it. And so Mm. if you archive it, you can still see it, but none of your friends can see it. Mm. So it's not like Be Real, where if you take a picture, it has to be sent and you can't really do anything about that, which is nice. So if it turns out really bad, then it's it's kind of like a dating app too. Like you swipe a picture right or left, depending on if you want it, which Mm -hmm. is. A little weird, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then you can also create albums out of it. 
You can see monthly recaps on your end if you want to go back and look at all of your pictures. The big thing that they're pushing is it is a friends-only feed. Mm -hmm. So you can only see your friends. They can only see you. It's not this curated for you page at all. It's only friends. And so that's also why they're encouraging you to invite people because that's all you get to see. And I'll be honest, I haven't looked much into like the feed of what you can see of other people yet. I haven't really Mm -hmm. dug into that. Um, But it really is really interesting. Another cool thing is now that you can have widgets on your lock screen of your iPhone, they've created a widget. So you can... I love I love widgets. widgets you can great. like put the widget there and so then you can click on it and it will pull it up that's, from your lock screen awesome. and you can Ooh. take a picture. So since it is kind of more of an in the moment app, instead of having to go find the app, you can just do it straight from your lock screen, which is pretty oh, cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. Um, and it does kind of give you that disposable camera look like they're a little grainier. They're like not as high quality as some of the other things. I will say I took <laughs> When I downloaded this app, uh, my husband was asleep and I wanted to try it. (laughs) I took a picture and the flash went off and I was, he didn't wake up, but I was laughing so hard because (laughs) I was like, oh no, he's going to wake up and be so mad at me. Um, And and then you had to wait an hour to see a picture of Josh asleep. (laughs) Yep. I checked it this morning. I did not wait an hour last night, but yeah, I have a sweet sleeping picture of my husband now. <laughs> I mean, my listen, first <laughs> the idea of no filters and having to wait instead of getting instant gratification is mm-hmm. I'm all for that. I mm-hmm. think that's fantastic. I mean, I, I've ranted about teenagers before a couple weeks ago about Instagram and photo shoots and stuff. And so I think this is a cool way of like, hey, you can get the picture in the moment and like, which is what's just important. But then you don't have to obsess over it and try to get a better one or anything mm-hmm. like that. I think that's kind of a big thing is like even my own mother does this of like, you know, oh, well, so and so doesn't look right in this one or so and so's not smiling. It's like, just get a picture and just move on. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, especially with toddlers, like, gosh, man, that's the worst with toddlers. So, and I and think the- that's it's cool of like the emergence of these apps like Be Real, mm-hmm. like this one that are just kind of almost. More emphasis on, hey, it's just to share moments with your friends, not trying to curate anything. It's just like it's there and like be in the moment. It's a weird balance of uh, a good balance of being in the moment while also being able to document and look back on things and times that you've enjoyed. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think just that like the Polaroid era is really big right now, like that style of photo and so it is one that i think potentially your teenager could get on and hear about so if you want to look more into it i'll post links and you can obviously research it yourself but so far it looks to be a pretty cool app with a different and get ready to feel very out of place because that's what happened to me when i downloaded it yes (laughs) i will say it is probably going to be geared towards younger people but it could be a fun way to share that those type Mm -hmm. of photos with your teenager Mm -hmm. too so as as we talk about, you know, new apps, we we got to talk about, you know, a couple of the the giants in in Facebook and Instagram with with this meta lawsuit. It's it's interesting. I think like October 24th, like 33 states all filed at once a lawsuit saying Meta, which again owns Facebook, Instagram, and a few others like WhatsApp and Messenger violated consumer protection laws by unfairly ensnaring children and deceiving users about the safety of its platforms, which 
profoundly alter the psychological and social realities of a generation of young Americans. So basically, uh, it, it's a lot of words of an article that we'll post later. But uh, basically what happened is Meta, and Meta with all of its social media, found like, hey, you're really targeting this younger generation to stay on your app, to buy ads, and you're using their data to really target this demographic. Um, and they had even announced in early 2021 that it was planning to develop an Instagram Kids, which is a version of the app that's aimed pretty directly at users younger than 13. So it was yeah. just early mm-hmm. development of it so there wasn't a ton of info on like what it would look like but they had announced hey we're gonna start an instagram kids aimed at kids younger than 13 to get on this app and uh this all really accumulated whenever um a former facebook employee leaked company research saying mm-hmm. that the company knew that its platforms posed mental health risks to young people especially like body image problems in young girls. Um, And so after that, Facebook announced it was pausing the development of Instagram kids. And right now is just trying to settle this lawsuit so that it doesn't really hit the mass public. So that way it doesn't really take a hit, but it's very reminiscent to me of whenever States sued Jewel years ago for targeting kids and so it's this interesting thing of being able to go after um companies for mental harm too of like you are targeting our children it's not okay uh so it's really interesting and again we'll try to keep you updated on it but it's again we've talked a lot about in past episodes about social media and its harms and what it does to young minds that are being formed and so worried about their image. So it's almost confirmation again, and it's just interesting. So we'll see. We'll keep keep you updated. I did see, which I think is so interesting. They tried to have it dismissed because I think there are other like other social media or sites like this that are also getting sued. Meta's mm-hmm. the big one, but I feel like TikTok has been pulled into this too. Um, but a judge said that the, cause they basically tried to say like, we can't, control what third party people do on Mm -hmm. our site it's freedom of speech all of that and this judge basically said he dismissed some things but he said that the biggest complaints don't have to do with free speech or expression but they have to do with defects of the platforms like insufficient parental controls there's not robust age verification systems and it's difficult to delete your account And so he is like the judge already kind of said, which I mean, we'll see how this shakes out, but that he's going to hold them accountable for the things that are within their control, which Mm -hmm. is really interesting because I bet they thought, oh, we'll just get this dismissed. This isn't going to be a big deal. And it is potentially turning into something bigger. And this is like good. Like it's being able to lock down and have regulations on these companies that, you know, in the past seemed too big to mess with. Mm-hmm. Of able to say, hey, there's things that you can do on your end that can help prevent some of this stuff to our youth. Like, why would you not do that? And so, uh, really interesting. And even looking back at the Jewel thing, you know, with all of them suing, you know, big company like that got got them to change the way that they even do their business and model their business. So yeah. it's good. 
Yeah, one of those things that also came out of that was whenever, because whenever I left Facebook like over ten years ago, it was it was impossible to delete your account. Like you could not mm-hmm. delete it. And I think that they have now rectified that and said, okay, you can delete it. And they kind of give you a chance to like basically zip drive all of your pictures and stuff into a file. Mm-hmm. And um, because I I got rid of it, and it, and honestly, even back then, just deactivating the account was like you had to hunt for it and it mm-hmm. wasn't easy. And it's still like that too. Cause I, some, somebody randomly sent me a picture like a month ago and said, Hey, your Facebook is, is up. And I didn't know you were back on it. I'm like, I'm not. And so <laughs> I had to go Whoops. back and like re re deactivate it. And then this time I'm, I haven't done it yet, but like I am going to delete it this time. I just need to download all the stuff that's on it because it's, it's, it's like customer support numbers for businesses. Like they, they don't want you to, uh, find that stuff. And so they make it near impossible, mm-hmm. which I think that's one of the things I wish that, you know, whatever it may be, government, whatever, like whatever the legalities in place would make that stuff impossible to do because it's just, it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be that hard to get your stuff off of the internet or whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So one thing that we need to talk about to uh, the, these, these last year are kind of a little heavy, but um we're entering into a season that is, uh, if you're a teacher or a school staff member, as you probably know, it is a very, very hard season. So uh, just to kind of, it's not really a trend this week, but just to kind of bring um, to light for the listeners and whoever else might be out there. Um, we talk a lot in teen life groups about having empathy and understanding where people are coming from. And that includes with our teachers. Uh, this is, this is a, October is a really hard month for really everyone, but especially educators. And it doesn't really get easier for educators. Um, in between the Thanksgiving and holiday break, there is three weeks of things happening, but it's all kinds of things. It's testing and into semester scores and parent emails that are now for the first time realizing that their kid may not pass for the semester. And so they're dealing with that kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, it's all of the holiday interruptions. Like when I was a teacher there was one week that we literally had as i was at an elementary school we had like all the junior highs and high schools coming down like the bands and the choirs and the theater team and the, doing like a presentation for us and so like basically all day long we were just out of our classrooms and mm-hmm. it's just there's a lot of things going on and i just mentioned the the teacher stuff i didn't say a word about how kids are done and how kids are crazy and yeah. sugared up and just you know, it's it's hard because you, part of you is like, hey, they're not really doing a whole lot. I'm like, you're right. They're not. But that also means that the kids have less structure. And when the kids right. have less structure, they, it's, they just don't do as well mentally mm-hmm. or, you know, emotionally. Um, they are tired. It gets dark earlier in the day, which is a big deal. I, I feel like that they're lying to us and then it's not actually an hour. I feel like we were like, we jumped like three hours. It's like at like 530. <laughs> I feel like it's midnight already. Yeah. So, um, so. I, I let me throw it to y'all. What are some things that y'all have seen in maybe your like your kids' schools or like maybe in from your youth group, Caleb? Um, before I kind of talk about how we can survive and talking to teachers and stuff like that, what are some things that y'all have seen in this regard? I, I mean, like you said, like I think especially for kids and students, it's like they're so ready <laughs> to have mm-hmm. a break and like they're exhausted. Like I know even for my students, just like in the grind and you see a light at the end of the tunnel, but then you still have to like go (laughs) to school and stay motivated. And I know Mm -hmm. even for, uh, for teachers, we have, we have a a middle school teacher is a small group leader. And just like, she was like, I still have this, this and this to do and wrap up before the end of the year to get, you know, grades in uh, for the semester. 
And so I think they're ready. I think teachers are ready too. Cause it's just like fully understanding, like it's a final stretch. There's things that we need to get done that students don't want to get done. And so it always feels like this weird battle. Well, I think too, there's just so many more responsibilities on teacher this time of year. And you're right, the kids are crazier. And so that makes it more difficult. But if you're a parent and you're looking at a report card, someone made that happen Mm -hmm. and it was a teacher. If your child is getting back papers and tests that are graded, someone did that and put the work in. It's the teachers or even things like a party or a fun day. That takes time and effort to plan that. And so, like I said, it's just out of the norm. It's not in the same routine, but they're putting all this work in at a time when you're tired. They're trying to plan holidays for their families. This time of year, there's sickness. I mean, we're already seeing a ton in our area. Flu, RSV, cold, stomach bugs are going around. And so you add all those things on a teacher's plate in a time that's supposed to be super fun and cheery, um, I think has potential to come in and be just very exhausting. Yeah. And listen, this does not mean that the teachers are innocent in these situations. Like if you have it, like, I mean, I'm, I'm doing this as a parent. I have teachers that aren't turning, that aren't putting in grades and, and, and stuff. So it's as a parent, I'm getting these emails saying your child is, is not where he should be. And it's just like, well, I mean, but also he doesn't have any grades. And so like there's, Mm -hmm. as a parent, there is some frustrations to that stuff. But I think this whole, the whole reason for this is just knowing that when you're talking to teachers, just kind of think about like, hey, you can make them aware of things that you're that you have questions about. But think about your tone when you're talking to them. Think about mm-hmm. like, don't be doing like accusatory things and don't be like, well, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. Like, Because like there that may be true. But the second you send an email or have a tone with them, that's that's not productive. It just it just puts a block on y'all being able to have a, a cordial conversation and listen, we, we still got a half year left with that teacher too. And <laughs> you're not, you, done. Know, you don't want that teacher to have this stigma about you or, or, or your child for that matter. And so like making sure that we're talking to teachers with respect and understanding like what they're going through, like, even if you don't agree with it, like they are going through it right now. Um, and also knowing that like, sometimes maybe your kid is the reason why that situation is the way it is. And it, and it might not be, <laughs> It might not be all on the teacher. Like it, it, there's, mm-hmm. there's always two sides of these stories. And if you're a school staff listening and talking to parents and stuff, just remind yourself that yes, your job is hard and yes, you have a lot going on and the parents don't understand that. But also like if a parent has one child or with you, even though you have 30 childs there, that one child's grades or situation at home is or situation at school is very important to them. Like mm-hmm. you, you are split 30, 60, 80 different ways they are not. They have one child that they're talking to you about. And so mm. just reminding yourself that if a parent is emailing you, it means that they probably probably have, you know, some concerns or they might just need to have an answer. And in nine times out of ten, if you just give them the facts and say, Hey, here's what it is, or if you just kind of say, Hey, my bad, I haven't gotten this yet, that stuff's gonna move on. But it, you know, just as I said to the parents talking to the teachers, you also have to kind of keep in check like how you are talking to the parents and reminding yourself that this is a hard time of year for a lot of people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the other thing too, and this is just for everybody is the kids are acting up. Some of those kids are acting up because they're about to go home for two weeks and home's not their safe space Mm -hmm. and school is. And so Mm -hmm. if you're a teacher or school staff listening to this and you're just like, yeah, that's a good reminder. I know you know that already. Or if you're a parent and and you're, and you know that like your kid is struggling and it's because they, they need that structure at school. So just kind of keep in mind that 
all these things are happening for a reason and we all want the same thing. So let's all remind ourselves that. Mm. Yeah, that's a great thought. And also I'll just mention last week we did a gift guide and we talked about some ways to appreciate teachers. And so I know you might not be able to do it for every single teacher, especially if your kid is a middle school or high school and has six or seven teachers and you have multiple kids, but maybe pick a favorite teacher or a favorite few teachers or just send a note to every single one of them, letting them know, hey, I know this is a difficult time of year. We're thankful for you. That can just really go a long way to remind them like, okay, someone does see the amount of effort I'm putting in and recognizing it. And that could go a long way to um, making them feel appreciated this time of year as well. And speaking of holidays, I think the, I mean, the big holiday this time of year is Christmas. That's, that's the big kahuna one that we all know about. But I wanted to mention a couple of other holidays, especially maybe if you um, aren't aware of what other cultures celebrate, especially in America. But the one that I really want to focus on is Advent which is attached to Christmas, but also a little different. And that runs um, December 3rd through December 24th. It runs four Sundays. So, I mean, it started a couple of days ago, if you're listening to this, the day that we release. Um, but it comes from the word Adventus, which means the arrival or the visit. And so it is celebrating the coming of Christ. And like I said, it's observed for four Sundays. And so this is one that if you're, I know some people say they get frustrated about the hustle and bustle of Christmas. If it's only about presents, it's only about Santa and all that stuff. Advent is a really cool way to slow down and leading up to Christmas, be really intentional about um, why we celebrate Christmas and the, like I said, the coming of Christ. And it's the second coming of Christ is really what it celebrates, but it's also celebrating the nativity, all of that stuff. There are lots of things that you can do with that. So some traditions, a church that I went to in college was really good about this. They had the wreath and they had the candles. I want to say there's, I think there's four, I think one for each Sunday or like one for each week that you light and they mean mm -hmm. different things that you light the candles and you talk about them as a family. Obviously the big one are advent calendars. Yes. Um, that you've probably heard about. And Caleb actually made a great point because I know we're a couple days behind, but this is the perfect time to <laughs> yeah, maybe get a discount yeah. <laughs> on your advent calendar. Do y'all do advent calendars or have you done advent calendars in the past? Yes. Oh, the sigh from oh, COVID. No. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, fine. I'll get my grumpy one out of the way. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't do it growing up. And then it became a thing with my oldest kid of we're going to get the Lego advent calendar every year, Ooh. which alone is like $50, which is already like, oh. this is ridiculous. But every day they give you like a little like thing. And sometimes it's cool. Like it's a minifigure or whatever. Sometimes it's like a random like Lego piece that you're not going to use for anything. I'm like, that's not 25, like, you know, Lego minifigures or whatever. So I, I get grumpy about that. And then now I'm doing it with my younger one and. It's just, I, I don't know, they, they, some of them are crazy. Like, I, I think some of them are overpriced and they don't give enough of what they probably should. Mm -hmm. um, but I also, like, I don't really have the time to make up my own. Like, here's 25 little things to give you and that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in that grumpy mode of like, man, like, can we just like relax a little bit on how the things that we do for the holidays? <laughs> but, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So my bad. Sorry. <laughs> Have for, fun. For, Talk about your fun things. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I've, I've I've just started. Like last year, got a advent calendar from this coffee 
place, coffee roaster called Onyx, and it's super expensive because it's good, nice coffee. But uh, I know some other coffee places will do advent calendars, but it was great getting every day. It basically just gives you the beans to have a cup of coffee. And so you go pull it out. <laughs> go, oh, so so fun. <laughs> One day closer. And uh, so that's fun. And again, yeah, things like that. Um, I would. Uh, which now, again, we're two days after. There's plenty of opportunity. Grab, grab discount codes. Listen, I should have mentioned this on the holiday gift guide, but if you don't have honey installed, it's great. It runs promo codes on your, uh, on your. Straight from your browser. Mm-hmm, straight from your browser on your cart. And we'll just give you free money, basically. So That's the thing for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. real. It's essentially free money. Sure. Yeah. Girl math. Girl math. We're girl mathing <laughs> that up. Free money. So uh, we've we've only done coffee, but it's it's fun. There's a lot like like you said, Lego and any interest you could look up mm-hmm. that plus advent calendar. You'll probably find something. Or you can get I got a basic bluey advent calendar for my son. Five dollars mm-hmm. at Kroger and it's chocolate and it's going to be fine. We're going to do it. But. <laughs> I do think, I think, Tobin, you make a good point of sometimes the intent, I feel like, of Advent is to slow down and reflect, and it's easy to make that another thing that you're adding to your plate mm-hmm. instead of making it a sweet or intentional time. And so be careful of that. Of I'm not saying you should celebrate Advent just to put one more thing on your plate if you're already overwhelmed, um, but it could be a good way. There are lots of reading plans, even things that you just read one scripture a day. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a big thing where you're having to read chapters every day or a book, but they do make books out there. He reads truth. She reads truth. Both of those have really cool advent plans and books as well. And you can also, I'm sure, find ones. I know they make kid ones, but you could find ones that are appropriate for your teenagers. Yeah, that's good. As yeah. well. And the cool thing too about like advent and advent calendars is like two, it's just, it's just cool thing of you know that you know every day as you know if it's a chocolate if it's coffee whatever lego said as you take that out you're joining thousands of other people Mm -hmm. that are also taking the time out of their day to reflect to pause and to say hey you know yes it's one day closer but let's let's slow down and reflect on the reason uh that we're here so it's, it's, it's also a cool thing that you're able to i don't know connect to a bigger picture too so that's fun And so to kind of wrap up the winter holidays, there are lots of other winter holidays that are celebrated, not just by Christians or by, you don't necessarily have to be a Christian to celebrate Christmas. That is the more popular one. But um, Hanukkah is celebrated. It starts just a couple days and that runs December 7th through the 15th. Kwanzaa is after Christmas. So it's December 26th through January 1st. Winter solstice is December 21st, which isn't necessarily a holiday, but that's the longest night of the year and some people do things around that day as well and so i'd encourage you especially if your child maybe has a friend who celebrates something different look into that and talk about that about what do other people celebrate this time of year and do some digging or if you're a teacher or staff member and you have students that christmas isn't what they celebrate kind of look into that so you can come on their level and not just say merry christmas to everyone but figure Mm -hmm. out what mm-hmm. they're doing this time of year because there are some really cool traditions some really cool things that happen this holiday season and with that that's a wrap on this episode subscribe on youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts share it with your friends 
and we still have some more, two more exciting holiday episodes coming up. And so you don't want to miss those. But as I wrap up, remember that teenagers are not a problem to be solved.